Hello, folks. This is uh, another edition or newest edition of the SOS Simmons on Sports Radio Show and Podcast. And today on our sports roundtable, we have uh, Sacramento Bee writer, longtime Sacramento Bee writer, Joe Davidson. How you doing, Joe? Kevin, good to hear your voice. I'm 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 good. Uh, let's uh, you know it's always fun to follow each other on. On, on social media now we're doing it through uh through podcast means you know it's uh it, it's 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 technology we love it <laughs> well the thing that i enjoy is that you know you've developed a reputation over the years of being somebody that speaks on local matters um on sports and even of, of the personal variety in terms of the individual uh story that the, the average person wouldn't hear about and that's one of the things that I admire about your work as a journalist is that you're not just pigeonholed into some in the guy that just does sports. You do uh, social commentary, and I think that's great. No, I appreciate that. I think I think you know I always think about my mother or my dad or my stepmom or uh, you know stepfather. Uh, I only have my stepmom left; the others have passed on. But you know, you think about people like that. Um, they're not hardcore sports fans, but they're human interest fan so you, you just you know I always have a curiosity on who people are and what they're about and uh, somebody might say geez how'd you get all the uh, the background and interesting stuff and so just keep asking questions and who you are and why you do this and what motivates you and that could be a coach it could be a superintendent it could be a pro athlete it could be a high school kid uh, everybody's got a story some of them were expressive than others but uh, everybody has a story every team every town um, has some kind of interesting story whether it's the sports angle or what we've been doing re recently Kevin is doing more stories on um, you know during this COVID-19 pandemic um, you know I've, I've been fascinated in talking to um, you know people um, you know superintendents and how they're doing distance learning or the bar owner trying to hold on to his bar that his family's owned since 19. 42 or um you know the, the the restaurant owner or the locksmith owner or the um hardware store so everybody has a story and they're you know and uh, they're interesting last night kevin i was at uh, in marysville up in sutter county uh, checking out a summer collegiate wood bat baseball league and somehow they managed to hold on to their season uh and some of the people there are interesting and you know babe ruth and lou gehrig played barnstorming tour games at that little venue in 1927 for the New York Yankees. So there's history there. And I read that story, yeah. man. That was awesome. <laughs> no, that, that's, uh, that's fun stuff and all that. So uh, good to you. Well, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, you, you the thing that I've always enjoyed about your style of journalism and who you are as a person is that you're genuine. You're very honest. If you, if somebody wants an, a, an answer to a difficult question, um, you don't duck it. <laughs> you just say what you feel. And I really truly appreciate that because in this day and age I mean I get the fact that you don't want to insult people but you also don't want too much of a PC answer either and no. you're not that guy no I appreciate it <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're cut from the same cloth uh, you know I love your post and, and your, your podcast and you're strong and what you have to say people don't want to be jerked around you know people want to hear it straight and um, you know and I think social media is a perfect example of finding out where what you know what people believe in and um you know these comment threads and chats and 
uh, post, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, and, and you could, you know, have some lively debates, or you're debating a, a, a you know, an idiot. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes there's some humor in that, too. And, uh, but, uh, you know, everybody's got an opinion. Um, some people are misinformed. Um, uh, you know, you and I are big on regional sports and high school sports up through the, the yep. whole Sacramento Valley in Northern California. And a lot of people wrongly assume that Governor Newsom is trying to take away high school sports because of the pandemic. Right. No, no, he wants safety. Uh, a lot of people believe and express on social media or in emails or in phone calls um, that, uh, you know, oh, the CIF, uh, the governing body for high school sports is trying to take away sports or, oh, this this, this um, school principal or this superintendent is trying to, no, that nobody wants to take anything away. Everybody wants people involved in extracurricular activity. It's good for the, the spirit of a school, of a kid, of a community. Uh, on a campus, it's 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 vital for uh, emotional and physical development. Kids are social creatures, so nobody's trying to take anything away. What everybody's trying to do, Kevin, is navigate through this pandemic. Um, yes, young people are going to likely recover um, if they show any symptoms at all. But what about the grandparents that raised that exactly. kid? Exactly, um, and that's exactly. the real issue. So that's that's a hot topic, and sometimes people make it political. I think we know this, Kevin. I think we agree on this. The uh, this COVID nineteen doesn't lean right or left in politics. It it's, it, nope. it just takes on anybody. Um, and yep. there's an alarming story just yesterday out of uh, or this week out of um, Missouri. Eighty two teenagers and young people at a at a overnight camp uh, came down yep. with a virus. So you know it does hit younger people. Um, will they all and- survive? Probably. Um, but you know what? You, you know what if their grandparents are raising them, or their father, or their mother who has respiratory yep. issues, since the COVID really preys on pre-existing conditions and, and respiratory. So um, touchy, um, difficult times. And are we going to have high school sports? Are going to be college sports? We don't know. Um, some some answers have already uh, been dropped already. So and, and there's probably going to be more in the coming days and weeks. See, and and, and the fact that you pointed that out tells me that you have a you know an intricate understanding of the circumstance and it's not a political issue because the one thing I can tell you about this virus is that it doesn't, it doesn't understand border it doesn't understand political uh, Democrats or Republicans it doesn't understand black or white it just wants to survive and do what it does to do so and people who are trying to put it in a container or try to say how it's going to act or try to say that, you know, I'm above it and all that. It's like, it's, it's, I, I often wonder, you know, what is it that, what are you thinking? What <laughs> this thing, you can't tell it what it's going to do. Exactly. It's not human. And, it does what it wants. And it's, uh, it's unpredictable. And the, the concerns of you know, a lot of parents, you know, they're invested in the right thing. You know, they want the best for their child, whether they're youth sports, or, or high school sports or college sports or if they're just student athletes and they're maybe in the band or they're in the chess club uh, they just right. want some kind of normalcy nobody wants the distance learning but these you know the people with an enormous amount of pressure on their shoulders are the elected government officials yep mayor uh, mayor daryl steinberg here in sacramento or governor uh, gavin newsom for california um tough decisions um you know and because it's on their shoulders and these coaches want to do the right things and um, you know, and, and, and parents are divided and, and a lot of them make it, um, 
too much about politics. And I think it's easy for some parents to cast judgment or, or rip on people in education or, or even media. Well, you know, wait, wait, till, <laughs> wait till this virus hits somebody in your family. Uh, and maybe you'll change right. that tune. You know, and that's, you that's where it, it is. Yeah. You just said it because see, I lost a cousin last week to this, yeah. and uh, it was one of my. And you know, like I said, you know, I I come from a large family. My dad was the oldest of fifteen kids, um, and it, it's it like it, it doesn't seem to get into people's heads, like you pointed out earlier, that this is an issue that it's going to end up affecting people one way or another, and and then, but until it actually hits home. I don't think people understand that we're all doing this, but we're flying by the seat of our pants by this thing. Oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt, Kevin. And it's turned so much of what we know upside down. You know, schools being yeah. shuttered. Um, when's the last time that happened? That didn't even happen during World War II in the 1940s. Uh, probably <laughs> not since 1918 with the, the flu pandemic. Um, you know, sports are have been put on hold, though. A lot of them are trying to inch back, but with questions for high schools and colleges. Um you know, small business owners have really taken a hit. Um, large cities have taken a hit. The, the tourism has taken a big hit. International travel yep. has taken a big hit. Media has yep. taken a hit. Um, everybody is affected unless somebody lives in a, you know, a balloon. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, they live on Guam or something. They don't. They're immune to it. But uh, you know, and so we can only be hopeful that there'll be a vaccine. But then even then, people, some people may not want to take it. Uh, we're just. You know, we, um, you know, the, the, we're in uncharted waters, bro. That's oh, what you're are. saying. And, and, um, nobody wants to live afraid. I, I don't think it's asking too much to wear a mask. It's not about masculinity and toughness and bravado and bluster and machismo. Uh, it's about doing the right thing. Um, I can't stand wearing a mask. They're uncomfortable. They're, you know, it hides my, my greatest feature, my face. Um, if I don't say so myself, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for laughing at Oh. But you know, no, it's, no, it's, no, a, it's no, a small, no. it's a small, it's a small request. I'm laughing with you. Oh, no, I know you are. You're my brother. <laughs> but, uh, but it's a small, it's a small sacrifice uh, to wear a mask. And I, and I was at this college summer collegiate wood bat league game in Marysville last night, as I was telling you earlier. And these college kids are playing in 4,000 seat stadium, old rustic place in Marysville and Yuba County counties. And, and 100 fans are allowed in. Nobody's complaining about wearing a mask. Um, you don't have to wear a mask. You know, you could pull it down when you take a sip of beer or have a hot dog, but it's not asking much. You go into the grocery store and all that. I think if we could all rally together, play that role, play that part, be be mask marvels, we'll, we'll see if it really worked. We'll see if the numbers go down. But there's been too many examples across the country where people defiantly refuse Um and that, that's not going to help. And um, you know, too much of it is, you know, it's just nobody can make me do this. Well, then what's the old sign say? Uh, no shirt, no service. Well, no mask, no service. Which is weird I, when you go into a bank, you know, hey, you must wear a mask going into the bank. I've been making to friends of mine throughout all this is it, 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 nobody, it's common sense and nobody has an argument. When in the right in the window, it says no shoes, no shirt, no service. Nobody argues that. Right. Hey, so I, why are we arguing about this? Uh, hey, I'd, I'd go, I'd shop shirtless if it was socially, socially acceptable, <laughs> but it's not. And, and so, um, but it's not asking much. And, and um, you know, so we, you know, these, whether it's all levels of education, 
high school, elementary school, middle school, uh, junior college, community college, four-year colleges. There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be on-campus instruction this act, this coming academic year. Then people are going to ask the real challenges, of course, Kevin, are going to be the little people, the young people, the young right. students, you know, a second right. grader. Um, has a hard time sitting still. Uh, never mind a mask. So come up with some Spider-Man mask and, and Batman mask and Iron Man mask or something. Um, you know, to, to better come up with something. Up. But, got, but got, yeah, yeah, because if we want to get back to any kind of normal, um, that's something we could all do uh, collectively. And, and you talk about being united. We could be united in that regard. But you know, we don't want to get into politics on this show. That's that's for another no. another day. But but when when you know, this is where it crosses though. It goes across the line. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. But when when President Trump does not wear a mask, um, doesn't seem uh, a lot in his um, party, don't believe in it. Um, And that's where, you know, so there's a a divide there because things do, you know, become, uh, you know, a political. And, um, you know, it's, um, you know, here's the bummer, Kevin. You you and I know this. And um, is this is such a small window of opportunity for uh, you know we're big on athletics that's what we're talking about here for people yeah. to play <laughs> athletics um, and um, so they all want to play but you're gonna have to do it the right way uh, you know by wearing masks in the meantime and, and, and see what happens around the corner now since you've kind of done that let's segue into its effects on what's happening with us locally um, I just heard the other day and I can't remember which high school program it was. I guess they had to shut down their uh, individual workouts um, or team-sponsored workouts because some kids ended up testing positive. What are we going to do or what do you see as the biggest obstacle for high school programs, particularly the really good ones, the ones that have you know kids that are uh, likely to move on and play at the next level, schools like Folsom, Delaware, I could go on. Um how what at this stage what would you or what or what are you seeing what are the coaches talking about how are the kids uh you know if you had to test them and talk to them and find out what's going on in their thoughts what are they thinking right about now uh kevin a lot of them are doing anything they can these coaches um are doing anything they can out of obligation to their student athletes to their community to right. their uh, program to to get any kind of summer drills in the Sac Joaquin section, one of the 10 sections in this state, um, um, a governing body, has already announced that, you know, there's no dead period. So people can condition and work out whenever they can because every county is different or there's varying different health and guidelines with uh, clearances, you know, throughout the, the, the uh, Sacramento Valley. Um, right. It used to be you had to have a dead period, meaning you can't practice on certain days or for a few weeks because people would just, coaches just run their guys into the ground. Now it's like, <laughs> get out there whenever you can. But there's been a lot of stop and starts, you know, Nevada Union um, and Nevada County and uh, Bear River also up in the, in the foothills have had stop and starts. Christian Brothers High School coach John Wiley in Sacramento pulled the plug on drills last week and said, let's just hold off. Uh, Franklin of Elk Grove and Elk Grove Unified School District and um, football program with Coach Evan Boylan didn't even start summer drills. He said, you know what, we're, we're just not ready and I can live with that. We'll wait to see what the 
CIF uh, announcement is on July 27th, um, and that's the governing body for the entire state for high school sports. And they're going to announce on July 20th, as you know, Kevin, they're going to outline some kind of sports calendar. Um, and that's where it gets really curious. You know, we, we saw that the community college sports uh, made an announcement yesterday. All sports are going to start in January, February, and throughout the spring with the end dates would, in June 23rd or so, floored, including football. I was and floored, Joe, that they took that move. I was floored that they did that this early. I, what do you think? Because, Kevin, they were supposed to make that announcement next week. And the coaches are upset because they found out and their athletes found out and their fan bases found out through social media when uh, <laughs> the California Community College Athletic Association announced it. Um, I still think, you know, at the same time, tough decisions for all those community colleges and their presidents and athletic directors and executive directors um, trying to be safety. Um, it's better than the alternative where the California Valley Conference, um, I think I've got it right, uh, or maybe it's the Central Valley Conference, right. or right. sports down in Merced area, they said, uh, you know, no fall sports at all. Meaning all yeah, they moved, they moved quick. They and moved exactly. quick. And so, you know, does that mean that high schools will do it? Well, the, the Texas superintendent of schools said this week that he doesn't see how football could get started. And football is big time in Texas. If we think it's big time uh, here, yes. it's mega big time there. <laughs> New Mexico yeah. high school sports has already announced that uh, no football football. Um, you know, the Ivy League, no fall sports. Um, right. So it's, 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 it's more and more. Here's what I can see happening, Kevin, is we have some rural parts in this state. Um, uh-huh. way, way up by the, you know, way on the, in the country, up there in, uh, up there by the Oregon border, Mount Shasta, yep. uh, in Siskiyou yep. County, up there in, in, you know, small towns and, and weed at Dunsmere. Um, and, the, you know, down in the, San Fernando Valley and deserts, you know, threw up at the state, Wheatland, California, Marysville. I could see where some of those schools may be able to have a fall football season, maybe seven games or something, whereas other parts of the state may not. And so do you all, you know, does the CIF say potentially, you know, we're going to leave it up to the, the sections and the school districts to decide when they want to have football. Uh, because right now I don't see how you can have a full football season, even full football summer practices with with the COVID concerning numbers now and people will argue Kevin and they will when they're listening to this yeah but the death rate is so low and you know this is political and this is blah blah no it's you know what happens Kevin what happens if a team in Fresno or in Orange County or in San Diego Mm -hmm. or in Fresno or Stockton or Manteca or Dixon Davis Dunsmere Willows Winters you know anywhere across the state what if um, there's an outbreak of this virus on a team, and, yep. and and what if a coach dies? What if a teacher dies? What if uh, somebody yep. gets Ray Leal? What if a student athlete dies? What if it's not even a football player who dies? That's when it becomes that's real. It's going to start. Yes, and um, it hasn't happened that we know of. Nothing reported. Um, and then also this, Kevin. You know how obligated are schools going to be to say we have three of our football players test positive? Are they going to say it's nobody's business? Uh, but it'll it'll leak out. A parent will leak it out. Uh, a student athlete will leak it out. Um, you know, so it's going to be just different than anything we could see. And my thinking, Kevin, is get these seasons in when you can, while adhering to the ultimate of 
safety and guidelines and protocols. If you have to move season around, do it. If certain parts of the state have to start earlier than others, do it. But find a way, because I think we could all agree that, you know, uh, sports involvement, any kind of extracurricular involvement, including a band, including a rooting section, is, is right. vital for growth, development, experiences. And um, because the opposite part of this, Kevin, is if you have more shutdowns and shelter in place and no sports yep. and no activities and no band and no music and no theater, you have a mental health concern and aspect. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of area coaches are very worried, gravely concerned about their student athletes with depression and suicide tendencies. And some kids have taken their life in Northern California. Um, One happened down here in Stockton at Bear Creek High School. And in fact, I knew the young lady. Oh, and it's just crushing to a campus and a community. Yep. Um, and, you know, that happened in, in North Sacramento where a couple of the student athletes uh, early during the pandemic. Um, and everybody's on call and everybody's on the watch and everybody wants to help. But, you know, and here, here's another thing, Kevin. How many times we've heard this over the years? The, you know, for a lot of student athletes or just students, um, school is a safe haven. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, you're with your friends and you've got teachers and coaches and counselors and people you believe in. And there's something positive uh, and constructive on a campus. And that's a that's not selective to any region. That's not a city issue. It's not a small town, large. It's everywhere. Whereas uh, for a lot of those kids, there's safety and something constructive on campus, whereas home is not a safe haven. There might be domestic abuse. There might be, um, um, you know, lack of parenting. There might just not be a lot of room in the house. There might just be, you know, it's just not safe. And so those kids, you worry about those kids uh, where they get to school and they have a chance to, they can't wait to get to school. You know, we all used to joke about that, Kevin. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good with not going to class. But, well, a lot of kids want to be in class. They, they thrive in that environment. And if we talk about student athletes, it's hard to be involved if you're not on campus. And that's that's another line of thinking. If, if if schools are going to resume with on-campus instruction, then how can you not have sports? And on the flip right. side, Kevin is. If schools are going to continue to do distance learning, then how can you possibly have sports? So there's a a synergy that goes with being on campus and the, you know, the the, the pep rallies, the uh, people in the stands, seeing the teachers say, man, we got to beat so-and-so tonight. There's an element. Right, there's an element to that that I think most people That's the don't soul understand. Of it all. That's the soul. Exactly. The, the exactly. game action is the energy, but the soul and yep. the vibrance are from the students, yep. because you know, and the marching band, and the and the faculty in the stands, and the community people, and um, you know, we all enjoy that. I, I love going to a high school football game, whether it's in Placer County or Stockton yep. or Elk Grove <laughs> or Del Paso Heights or Eldorado Hills, and you get there early and you go chit chat with the people in the rooting section you go talk to somebody in the band you go talk to an administrator you talk to the guy wearing a 1948 class or high school letterman's jacket um, you know you, you just kind of get a pulse sometimes those guys from 1948 they don't wear it anymore they just drape it over their shoulder you know it doesn't fit anymore <laughs> well, see, and that's that it, it's missed on that and see i went to a high school as you know i went to saint mary's high school and the the it's almost like the so certain when yeah. St. Mary's High School sports programs are doing really well, right? 
within the school, it's like electric. It's like a buzz. It's like I, I can't even put it in the in the words. It's like everyone's looking at you and they're smiling at you, man. You're like, you gonna get them tonight? You know, we gotta beat them. You gotta beat Edison, or we gotta beat so and so. Man, we can't lose to Lincoln. That kind of stuff. Right, and and that is all on hold. And same in college, same in community college, um, yeah. same in youth sports, really. And the you know, we, we know this over the years, you know, Kevin, I'm in my 32nd year at the B and I've seen a lot of school spirit and, or lack of school spirit. When you have a successful high school football team or even a competitive yep. one, or even an, uh, an entertaining one, we've seen teams win three games, lose seven in a season, but they're still entertaining and still have big crowds. When you have that kind of element, a successful or an entertaining high school football team, it re- rejuvenates and resonates across a campus. Everybody gets fired. And it can really impact an entire community, whether it's, you know, the the city part of Stockton um, to Sacramento to the uh, foothills. um, You know, know, it just really makes a difference. Um, Not to mention, Kevin, the revenue um, screen that a football program can provide uh, for the entire campus, for all uh, sports. And, and that's another question among the many that we're all trying to solve and figure out and comprehend is, let's say there's some kind of clearance for high school sports this fall, will fans be allowed? And how many, and how do you regulate? You know, who, who's, you, yep. you, you don't yep. think people are going to find a way to get into that stadium or bull rush? <laughs> if, if there are people bull rushing people at Walmart, all because of having to wear a mask, then you, you know, how can there, and we should reasonably expect that there's going to be some of that unruly behavior at, at sporting events. You know, that's my son, I mean, that's my grandson, that's my great-grandson. I want to watch him play. and Boy, that'd be a tough person to turn away at the, at the gate. Um, see, and that's so a lot and, of things. These on. are the elements that you and I see because we, uh, we, we were, we're an active part of it. We actually go to these games. We actually are sitting in the stands and we're actually walking the sideline and we're getting the opportunity to get the to feel how important it is not only to the fans but to the school and to the community. Absolutely right, and, and that's the you know that's why uh, that's why this kind of coverage is always important, and and um, this kind of local journalism is important, um, including on the news side, you know, tracking the the virus and how it impacts communities and schools and businesses and education and. Um, race and religion. I always believe this, Kevin. Uh, there, there are several talking points in society. For as long as we've lived, and as long as we will live, talking points in society are race, religion, politics, education, and sports. And all of these things right now are all, all kind of tied together, uh, intertwined one way or another. And um, you know, so all we can do, really, Kevin, is just be optimistic. We have to trust the superintendents and people in education and the principals and athletic directors and coaches that they have the best interests of the students. Because, because they're, they're flying by the seat of their pants, man. They're, they're flying they by the seat of their pants. You know, they're, they all have the best interests. You know, are they rabid competitors? Yeah, but I think now more than ever, ever, we have area coaches working with each other who might have been rivals. Hey, how are you doing 
conditioning and drills and do you have your kids sign waivers and you know what's your outlook and yeah, I never they, thought they about have that. To, they have to work together. Kevin, you know, they used to want to just beat each other like a drum. Well, now they just <laughs> now they feel like there it's going to be a, a, a victory if there's even a season. And I think if we have yeah. a season, and I think there will be a season. I'm not sure when, you know, if it's going to start in September, October, or January, but there will be a season. I think we will see um, excellence again. And I think we will see coaches and student athletes and community members um, appreciate sports more than ever. You know, oh, geez, I got to do two a days. I got to do summer conditioning. Nobody's going to dread that anymore. You know, I think they're just going to appreciate anything they can get while they can get it because, um, you know, with everything been on hold, you know, we all miss what we don't have now. Now, when you say that, let me segue into moving it into a more of a national scope. What do you think the odds are that we're going to have, well, not so much that because they pretty much decided it's going to happen, but what do you think about the NBA and what they're doing in their, in the, in their bubble and trying to pull off a season under these circumstances? What do you think the odds are of them doing it? And what are the pros and the cons? I, I think uh, I applaud the NBA, Major League Baseball, um, um, Major League Soccer uh, for finding a way, trying to get it done. Um, I, I think um, you know, a lot of people say it's all driven by money. No, I think it's also driven by um, if it can be done within reasonable measures and, and um, safety and, and guidelines guidelines and protocols, then find a way to do it. But it only takes one disaster, Kevin. You know, you know there's a bubble down in the NBA, and that all starts here. Well, so they all reported if a coach tests positive or players. Um, yep. You know, here's the question, Mark, uh, Kevin. A lot of these players in their 20s and 30s, they're not used to being in a bubble. They're not yeah. socialized. They want to go hit the town. And yeah. Go hit a club, and, and you know, not, you know, and, and that's um, that's not allowed. Like, you can't have that because the number one hotspot are bars, and Florida's got record yep. spikes. So people, are, you know, can 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 these NBA athletes shelter in this bubble bubble for a matter of weeks and maybe discipline them? That's going to be the question. And what happens? Everybody carries a cell phone, Kevin. And if somebody sees. Uh, J.R. Smith. We're gonna pick on J.R. Smith because he's in the, he's an easy one. But if J.R. Smith <laughs> of the Lakers <laughs> is all of a sudden out there in a bar or a restaurant, and somebody videotapes him and he gets back to the NBA office and they say, "Hey, you're not supposed to be outside this bubble." I mean, that's let's hope that doesn't happen. But man, it just takes one guy. Same with Major League Baseball and us and that. So, yep. Um, to answer your question, I, I think it'll get off to a good start. Um, I think people will watch. Um, fans won't be allowed, but the, the, the oh, media I think coverage fans will be high. Watch big time because what so else? Too. What else is there? But if there, if, <laughs> if the numbers don't decrease, and if we see more spikes, or if a player or two or a coach or two gets a, a positive thing, they may shut the whole thing down. So I would put it at 50-50. and I think okay. uh, that it's going to survive. Same with baseball. Uh, you know, news today out of the San Francisco Giants, Buster Posey has pulled out and said, I'm not doing this. He had reservations the whole time. He just, uh, he and his yeah. wife adopted uh, infant twins. They want to be safe. Um, you know, so you can't, some people have taken them to task. I, I don't think they're, you know, that's not something David I would Price. Yeah, I, David I, Price of the I Dodgers walked away too. Yeah, and I think we, that's up to them. And we're, it's not, 
you know, I just think it's too narrow-minded for us to say, oh, well, you quit on your guys. No, I think if you showed up to camp like Posey did and then it, he just didn't feel right. And Kevin, you know this. Uh, we all know this. If you don't feel in your right frame of mind to be competing in any kind of sport, then you're hurting yourself and your team and the product if you try to force your way through it. So yep. in that regard, kudos to Busted Posey. If you don't feel like it's right, then don't do it. You can't fake it. Uh, you certainly don't want guys quitting, you know, 10 games into a an abbreviated season. And at the same time, Kevin, I think all the colleges and all the high schools across the country are going to continue to follow and monitor what the professionals are doing, uh, the professional right. teams. And the professional teams uh, have resources that the high schools do not. Uh, and, you know, endless testing and, and money and finances and, and things like that, which, you know, okay, good. But if you remember from last spring, you know, when you know, the, they, all the high schools in California pulled the plug. Right. And the NBA suspended the season. When Major League Baseball didn't even start, same with hockey. And so everybody's watching everybody, uh, not a copycat thing necessarily, Kevin, but just, you know, hey, uh, how are you guys doing it? What are they doing? Um, because the county health departments are, are you know, are, are green lighting or, or red lighting on stop and starts um, if we even get off the ground to start with. Yeah, and that's where I think the sports leagues are having their confusion is because you know, you've got differences just in from one state to another or one county to another or one city to another. Right. So how do you have a uniform plan and and can tell somebody definitively, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to roll when it might be different from that county or this city or that state. It's exactly right. <laughs> and if you look, and so you look at the- what do you do? What do you do if you have this bubble, everything's going okay, and LeBron tests positive, and it's the semifinals or game seven of the finals? And that would be a... Now, you're looking at a team, in my opinion, that would be worse than what happened to Durant when Durant blew his Achilles. Exactly. Oh, no, it would be, um, because it's life and death. Um, Or what if a player doesn't get positive, but uh, a coach or a staffer die right or or just gets gravely ill because the coronavirus is, is big on the respiratory the lungs and, and we'll just yep. ravage that uh younger people healthy people seem to be largely um you know recover or don't show any symptoms but you know there's discussion already well mike d'antonio who's almost 70 um you know will he be allowed to coach you know, all those games. Well, I heard Rudy Popovich, Gobert. Like that. And so all of those Rudy just said the other day, Joe, he said this. He said, as of this moment, his lung capacity still isn't 100%. And that's a world-class athlete. Yep. <laughs> and that, that's exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, the yep. fear is we always hear so much focus on, well, you know, these players are young. There's no death rate. Well, what happens if their three-year-old son gets it? Or a cousin, yep. uh, or or a wife, um, right. or or a trainer, um, or a staffer, and um, that's those are the we don't know. And you know, will there be a vaccine by the end of the year? Doctor Fauci of the, uh, you know, is hopeful. I think we're all hopeful. We all know this, Kevin, that there's unlimited resources and unlimited manpower in that quest to find that vaccine. 
Um, but then again, I don't want to be a doom taker here. There's still no cure for the common cold or the flu. Um, this is not comparable. The, 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 this virus is worse. It's it's, it's yeah. more treacherous. But um, some, you know, we just hope we don't have to live with this thing. And if we do have to live with it, uh, there's going to be some sacrifices and consequences. And um, that's you know, those are things that we just it's hard to even fathom. But it's here. Well, and when I look at like, for example, uh, when I, I'll take I'll give you the, M, the NFL as an example. You have two teams that just built monolith stadiums, <laughs> state of the art, off the charts, unbelievable stadium. Now you're coming into a year where it might be possible or end up in a situation where there's no way they can possibly fill those arenas because they're going to have to use social distance. Exactly. I mean, how about so the, how much the, money the, are you going to lose behind that? Stunning, stunning, <laughs> and, and you know, lawsuits. There's going to be lawsuits for saying, you know, hey, I have season tickets now. I can't have them. Right. And and, and um, no, there, there's there's a lot of high school programs and and summer collegiate wood bat baseball league that I went to last night in Marysville. You have to sign a waiver. I had to sign a waiver. Um, just to go in, I'm not going to do it. I'll sign it, and, and students are signing, and athletes, and, and fans, and that's going to be everywhere. Um, what if somebody refuses to sign it? Um, just so many layers, so many um, things going on. And uh, but you're right, you know, you get this brand new stadium like the Raiders, and yeah, uh, you know, geez, you're going to limp into a, a you know, an anticipated season of promise and restart and rebirth, um, and. You know, there's a lot of money to be paid back when you buy a, 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 a you know, have to build a stadium and could take for, for you know, Cal has is owes hundreds of millions of dollars after getting uh, Memorial Stadium revamped. And uh, if you can only have so many fans, that's a loss of revenue. And fans yep. just for ticket prices, uh, Kevin, you know, they, they buy the concessions and, and parking and, um, you know, sweat tops and and all those things. So, you know, they they uh, that's you know, and you they think about all the NBA teams and Major League Baseball, and uh, it's just a uh, it's such a weird, concerning time, and 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 we still don't know what's going to happen. We just uh, we can only be hopeful and trust trust science and and people who know this stuff way better than we do, including those in education on. Do we get kids back on campus? Do we do sports? Do we do full sports? Do we move seasons around? Those, those are those are the, the decisions that um, are. I, I know a lot of the people trying to make those decisions, and they're um, they haven't had any summer vacation. You know, they, we got the academic year right around the corner. They've been working nonstop um, wow. with Zoom meetings, wow. emails, and discussion, and crunching data, and talking to health officials, and exhaustive summer summer for a lot of these people. Well, let me ask you this question, and this is this, this will be the last one I'm going to ask. And this, and I want—I'm really curious as to your answer. You, I, I, you and I cover games. We've been to games together. How are you going to protect yourself, or are you going to protect yourself? Should these seasons come back, is that going to change how you cover a game? Uh, I think I'll approach it the same way I always have. Um... I'm going to help out on the 49ers, um, you know, for the training camp. Uh, 49ers are a hot story as a team that went to the Super Bowl and, you know, uh, trying to figure out how to do training camp. And I'll, I'll wear a mask. I won't have a problem with that. Um, 
for high school and colleges. Um, I'll certainly wear a mask when I go to practice, when I talk to people. Uh, one thing I've always done, and I'll continue to do this, makes more sense now more than ever, is, you know, you go to a high school game or a college game and you talk to a, a student athlete and you want to do a feature on him. Right. If it's a game story, you talk to him after the game. Boom. And then you do your game story. But if you're doing a feature, you go to a practice or game and, you know, I'm going to talk to him about... Um, you know, growing up in this part of town and, and, you know, what his goals and hopes and who his, you know, what his beliefs are. I'll get his phone number and I'll talk to him on, at home. That way he doesn't have all the yep. distractions and, and you can have a, a, a more lengthy private discussion. That may be more feasible than ever where we're not standing yep. next to each other and all that. And um, But it's hard. I mean, I like shaking hands. I like, uh, some people like giving hugs. And, you know, it's different when you're doing the elbow bump or the fist bump or just kind of wave. Um, but I understand. I totally understand. I understand, Kevin, people who don't want to wear a mask. I don't understand being rude about it. Um, you know, but uh, but I'll, I'll cover it the same way. Um, it's going to be real curious. I, I Some of my friends who cover the NBA or Major League Baseball um, are fearing that that kind of coverage is going to be different. It's just going to be Zoom interviews and they'll have somebody from the PR department from those respective teams on those Zooms that could squelch questions and said, yep. no, we're not touching that. So, so like, let's say there's a reporter who wants to ask Zion Williamson, hey, um, what's going on with these reports about your dad accepting all that money? You might, <laughs> you, you're probably going to get somebody from the PR department saying, no, we don't, we're not touching that question. Yeah, we're not going there. You see, and, so, and, and so they can control the message. And that's going to be tough. And the reader loses out on that. As journalists, see, that's why I asked that question. Because I've already started to formalize in my head how I'm going to deal with it. And, like, one of the things that's going to be big for me is going to be this podcast. Because um, I'm not going to be doing, because, you know, this was the year of expansion of uh, my media group. And I wanted to start doing interviews you know video interviews after games before games that kind of thing well that's out that's out okay because being that close to a to a person and, and conducting an interview is going to be more problematic than just zooming or right. doing a meet meeting and then having the coach and the player on at the same time and then doing this in the podcast fashion so in a way what it has done it, it's already told me how I'm going to conduct business in terms of, from that perspective, making things on an individual basis per athlete. You get what I'm, you, you smell what I'm stepping in? Totally, totally. And then also this, how many times after a high school football game or a college football game, and we go talk to some guy, uh, a player or a coach, within seconds, if not already, there is a crowd of people around him. Around uh, him. <laughs> you know, to say, hey, good game or this and that. And so there's all those more people to get. You're right. It's going to be... You know, and, and we're we're journalists. We like covering stuff. We like telling stories, and 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 um and and I think it's important. And that and, and more than ever, Kevin, we may be the only voice if the hands aren't allowed to games, um, right? And they're going to want to see highlights. They're going to want to see discussion. They want to see commentary and all that. And uh, um and so there's 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 certainly a role. But you're right. We're going to have challenges that we've never had. And I don't want high school athletic director supervising an interview um you know we're not we're not trying to be national Enquirer. we don't generally if a kid says something stupid you know like oh we don't we don't respect that team i'm not putting that in i i don't want that kid to have to run 
15 laps the next day and collapse. <laughs> uh, you know, and well, see, um, it, it, like you, know, you said, can work around that. But, but, but you can't have every question fluff. Uh, you know, I, right. I always like having to ask him, ask him kid, and he goes, hey, um, what do you think of your teammate? And, and why do you suppose you guys were so flat today? And, and, how do you, <laughs> and those are fair questions. You know, geez, you guys are... You guys are state ranked number five. You just got beat thirty to nothing. Said, so how do you? Are you stunned? And, and how do you bounce back? Those are fair questions because the the, the yeah. consumer, the reader, the teammates, you want to know uh, what that answer might be. But but you might have an athletic that just said, no, nah, we're not touching that. You know, and um, that's going to be. Um, we'll see. You know, what? I I hope Kevin. I hope we have that challenge. That means we have a season. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll figure it out. I'm actually looking forward to it, but like I said, I just started thinking myself. I thought, you know what? These are things and challenges that I'm going to have to address, and I better have a way or figure out an idea of how I'm going to deal with this. So I'm already thinking a couple of steps ahead and figuring, well, instead of doing it this way like I would have done it, I'm going to do it that way. And like one of the things that I've always done is, you know, I have some background in motion pictures. Because when I was at Washington, my degree is in broadcast journalism and motion picture fine arts. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like to do, because I'm sure you probably noticed, is I like taking, doing video highlights from the stands. Not way up mm. above or right on the field. I want to get the people to, when they're watching it, get to feel like they were there. So if a yeah. guy's head is in the way or some little kid walks by and, and screams or whatever, I want that to be a part of it. No, I think it's great. That, that, that's what you know, hey, down in front kind of thing when you see the kid walk in front of you. But the, right, you know, and, the, the, and, uh, and that's just my little thing. I enjoy the idea of it feeling like you're live, like literally you're having to duck around somebody's head like you would in a real game. And you could walk by the concession stands and, um, and, <laughs> and, and go. I do that same thing where, where I'll take my, my cell phone with these great little cameras on our iPhones. Um, thanks to technology and when the team runs on the field I, I hold it down right about my knee level and they're all running by or you, you know kind of wade through the, uh, the the marching band and and people get a kick out of that because you know not everybody has that kind of access um, it's the so human it's, element and so yes. now I have to reconsider if I'm sitting in the stands with a bunch of people around me I have to now take that into consideration mm-hmm so see, or oh, they're going to now... take into consideration, you know, <laughs> when, when they're sitting near you. And um, you know, we got a lot of obstacles. And geez, you know, the academic year is—it's next month. Let me just around the corner. Wow. And so, like I said, I just made the decision that I need to start formulating a plan now. Yeah. And so, I'm glad to hear that you uh, can see the same paradox as I see, and that you're looking at it from the perspective of, you know. Let's take, let's rather than run from this challenge, let's take it on. Yes, I agree. Agree. Can't be scared. And I love that. But we got to be cautious and we got to right. be proactive and, um, you know, and, um, and, you know, I have an old, find a way uh, within reason. And, <laughs> and then, um, you know, I, I know I'll see you uh, soon. We'll see each other at a, at a, at a, at a practice or a game yeah. and yeah. Just, um, we'll shake hands and we'll say, hey, man, geez, we, we it, you know, we're here. Uh, we yeah. have football in September. Jeez, jeez, Kevin, it's cold <laughs> out here in February as we start high school football season. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> anyway, hey, brother, I appreciate this, man. I ha- I can't tell you 
how much fun this has been. And uh, I'm inviting you, whether you you know choose to openly admit it or not, I'm inviting you to be a someone who can make comments or have something to say. Uh, this is your format. You got that anytime you want it. I would love to be able to have to come to you with certain things and have you be able to speak your piece. Absolutely mutual. We're on the same page and uh, always good to chat with you and follow each other on social media. We'll, we'll do it again for sure and, and uh, in person as well. Okay, my brother. Thank you very much, folks. That was the uh, conclusion of our segment of the Simmons on Sports radio show and podcast with my guest, Joe Davidson of the Sacramento Bee. Thanks again, brother. You have a great day. You too, my friend. Talk soon. Bye-bye.